I'm Chris Bryant from the Chicago Cubs, and I'm rocking with the Bigs. Dang Lillard, and I'm rocking with the Bigs. Time to get busy. Like we always do about this time. It's the Bigs. Here comes Stafford. And he's picked off, and it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson, for the fifth time in his young career, has a touchdown. You already know what time it is. It's the Bigs. A drive the other way. It's going to go. Cubs lead. Number 11 for Javi. Officially rocking with the bigs. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. 2-0 Sox. It's us, the bigs. Oh, my goodness, Zach Get Levine. Or get out the way. Woo. You're rocking with the bigs. Right here on the Bigs Radio Network. So we are back down officially, like Tom said, episode 10. Finally, this man been calling episode 7, 8, and 9, episode 10. So it's, we it's finally here. It's special. It's, it's, it got a ring to it. Episode 10, I've been waiting on it. Yeah, it, it sounds much more official, episode 10. But it's official, but it's a special day. Like I said, it's always a special day when we come to link up with this guy over here, my boy Ernest and the Made and Mess family. But we have a special guest in the building, the man, the myth, the legend, we had a talk last summer, and I would fill y'all in on the details, but just know that we still here, man. We, you know, this guy right here is one of the most official guys in this here business, one of our own, the man, the myth, the legend, Gordon Tex Finest, my Catholic League brother, Killer Cam, Cam Smith. What's going on, brother? Man, it's good to be here, man. I appreciate that shout out. That's love, man. Um, Yo. I'm ready to have fun, man. It's always a good time when I'm with you with T-Time. And, of course, the man behind the scenes, the evil genius, <laughs> evil in a good way, yes, the sir. mad scientist. Y'all blowing up my spot. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, let's have fun, man. No, Cam, we always looking forward to talking to you. When, when E told us you were coming in, we like, oh, it's about to be a family affair today. So Definitely. I need to kick this episode off with some reality. Talk to me about that celebrity basketball game, G. Because last episode we discussed, you know, Gino kind of walked us through the process. Um, and then, you know, talked to us about how you and him went up to G Herbo and said straight up that y'all, it was no, it was no, it was a no-fly zone. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it, it wasn't happening. Like, we wasn't <laughs> dropping that. We weren't taking that ill to them. Okay. Like, I mean, they, they didn't really have any real, real hoopers on their squad. Like, we had the majority of the real hoopers. So. Okay, okay. I'm, like, I'm Yeah, I, I'm asking this because I recently saw a video, I think it was maybe yesterday, and Herbo was in the gym. I got, thir- I got 30 for Herbo. Anybody got their money? I know he got, <laughs> I know he got stacks on stacks on stacks. I don't. So I'm trying to come up right now. So I saw some tweets out there yesterday. Guys were shooting at me talking about Herbo. I, seen, I saw those. I got 30 for that man right now. Okay. Well, I checked Her- Herbo. Like, I was guarding him. Oh, you were on him. Okay. And so there's a picture that I posted on my IG. <laughs> Made and sure. It's, and, it's, and it's Herbo mm-hmm. taking a three. But if you look at the distance from Herbo to myself, it's like, okay, we good. He with us when he should. Yeah. He, he is should. with <laughs> us. He's with us. Like, that's the distance that I gave him. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not about okay. to run out and close out. He's not a threat out there. So you what know. y'all saying is don't let the Instagram highlights fool you. Nah. It's Instagram versus real life? <laughs> yeah. Is that definitely. what that is? Okay. Definitely. I just had to check in on that because I know eventually this is going to culminate with Herbo coming on the show, and I want to have all of our ducks in a row before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Man, shout out to shout out to G Herbo though. That's our yeah. guy. You yeah. know, we love him. Good, good what he's doing. This whole team right too. Now. Yeah. yeah, everybody yeah, over Mickey, there. Mickey, the JB, icon. Yeah, the all of them. Cool as hell. It was funny though. During the game, uh, at one point, somebody was shooting a free throw, and I'm looking at him I'm like, "Yo, G, you good?" He like, "Man." 
I need to get my wind up, man. I'm tired. Oh, they, <laughs> I, yeah. like, he, I bet you tired. Yeah, he, <laughs> he thought he thought Wind Trust Arena was the why. Yeah, no, right. he, no, oh, that's a full buddy. court. Ninety four feet. I, I don't even have. A, I don't know if I got the endurance for that to run a full court game right now. <laughs> I ain't got it. And that's the thing. People look at the court on TV like, oh, I can I can do that. Now you get out there and you feel like you're running a football field instead. Hey, you get out there and you see how much space it is on that court and you got to get on a, that one-on-one over yeah. there. You're on that island. Plus, like, getting quick. back and all that stuff. Like, you got to stop the break. All, I, all those things. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at basketball. A lot of people were making decisions like, mm, I'm not going to run back down. Oh, yeah, yeah for a celebrity game? I don't know. Nah, I don't know if I would try. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna do like you go get two shots off of me, maybe, maybe like if I can get a three off. Yeah, I'm gonna get fouled. And, and see now, that's the thing. Once you know me, and you, me and you, once we get our three, it's a, yeah. Oh, let me cash. So, I'm done. Let me let me go ahead and root. If I if I can find a chance to get another one, cool. But if as long nah. as I get my one, I said a pick. I said a pick. Hey, no, the funniest thing was King Louis. You remember when he got in? He was he was like, man, G, when I get in the game, oh yeah. Soon yeah. as I get it, I'm putting it up. <laughs> but talking about as soon as that man touched the court. He put it up. It hit like the backboard from and no where, rim. Where, where did he put from it three. up? From, uh, from three. Yeah, from three. Like, I, and he literally like, checked in and just took the shot. Professional three point line. Real, too. It's not NBA it's not the high school right. Twenty two six. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely twenty two six. And it's funny though because him saying that reminded me of that Martin episode when they played against the oh, U.S. Oh my oh, god! Like, and Nipsey came into the game, yeah. and as soon as Nip touched the ball, he shot it, and Martin went nuts on him. Nuts on him. We said, "Sub, man, you out, bro." You gotta Shout go sit down. out. Sub King Louis. You gotta sub Louis, but sub man. We trying to get the W. Bro. It's yeah. okay, Louis. We okay. understand that the rappers and the hoopers they want to be each other, but it's okay. Just give us the bars, right? Yeah, real. Uh, okay, so real quick, I want to I want to get the Big's opinion as well as Cam's opinion on um, the recent retirement of Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. Okay. So Andrew last Luck. Thursday during the game with the Bears, um, he I guess he went to the team beforehand and was just like, "It's a wrap. I'm done." Yeah, and it's it's still kind of crazy, even a couple of days later, thinking about it, because I remember Andrew Luck coming into the league and all the questions about, you know, should RJ th- RG3 be in the conversation? And then, you know, Andrew Luck, you know, getting drafted by the Colts, six years, you look at his career, you know how many injuries he had. That's really what I remember most of the things that he was able to play through. Um, the Colts did have success, but they weren't that Super Bowl level contender that I think they wanted to get while Andrew Luck was their quarterback and right. now you know you, you look at his decision to to retire and it's like right. you know how do you get to this point is it because NFL players have changed their mentality about yeah. how long they're willing to put their bodies on the line because we've seen Andrew Luck you know do it recently we've seen Vontae Davis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. almost kind of just at halftime say it's over yeah in the middle yeah. of a game uh Calvin Johnson yeah. uh Chris Borland, yeah, Chris from the Niners, Chris yeah, Borland, him, right? He was Patrick a young Willis, dude. Patrick yeah, Willis. Tell you the line, the, yeah. the, I mean Gronk. The, the, if you want to, if you want to add that, did you hear Gronk this morning? No, nobody heard Gronk this morning. I saw, I saw that. I've seen yeah. Gronk lately. Uh, what, Gronk what said, he said he said he he was having a very hard time. He said he he lost the love for the game. He said and it was tearing him down personally. He said he just he couldn't do it no more. Yeah. man. Yeah. See, yeah. I remember what he said at the beginning of the season last year. He said the game of football is an incredibly hard game to play when you're hurt. He said when when you're healthy, it's a ball, but when you're hurt, it's terrible. Right. And I don't think people yeah. have no idea what these dudes put their bodies through just to make it to Sunday to play. 
Yeah. All right. I mean, you're talking about rehabbing and stretching and lifting and trying to stay in some kind of physical condition just so you can play on Sunday. Right. You get your body beat up on Sunday and you got to repeat that cycle week after week after week. So if you're a cat like Gronk and the Patriots, you're successful. Right. Like yeah. You're playing a whole full season plus playoffs plus the Super Bowl. Right. Year after year. And they're trying to add an 18th game. No. No. No, that's why they against that thing. But they can I, cut I, yeah. the preseason down if they want. They I need agree. to cut the preseason out. Hey. Does college have a preseason? No. Okay. But even with that, it's like with the Andrew Luck situation, for me, I got two different views. As a fan, I understand it because like Cam said, you don't know what these guys put themselves through on a At daily all. basis. You can't know it. You can't know it unless you know – I mean, most of yeah. a few of us, you know, we may have friends that play in the league, so we may have a right. a, a, a little better uh, perspective of it. But the average fan doesn't. You know what's crazy? Up until recently, the players didn't know exactly what they true were putting their bodies through, true. and what the ramifications yeah. were. Uh, yeah, how brutal the game is. But you like know? you, but like you just said, guys, it's just with anything. As this thing evolves, you know, people have different aspects and different outlooks on it so yeah these guys are like man if i can make it through seven to eight years healthy you like we said uh barry sanders it's a get out of it so that's a piece i want to talk about a little bit because for me it seems like as football continues to get this like exodus of people who are leaving at the top of their careers there's a a couple articles about people who've left like jim brown obviously like barry sanders um who left in like their prime if you want to say but for me, the thing that's very interesting about it is like, what do the people who use football as a way out do next, right? Because you got people who are like, oh, I'm not, my kid's not playing football no more. My kid's not going to do that. I understand that. But I think that some of those people probably have a situation where their kids can go play another sport. They got money to their kids to go play right. basketball, go do AAU, or go do travel baseball or something like that. For the folks who, you know, if you've ever been to, <laughs> you ever been to South Florida, you know what I'm saying? Pembroke Pines area, all that over there. Mm. That's the get. That's the that's a way out. Yeah. yeah. And so for yeah. me, it's like you know, West Hylia, Coral Gable, not Coral Gables, but like that whole area down in Florida, all in spots in Texas, where like you get out by playing football. This is why so many kids do it. Do you think that's going to change because less and less kids are playing football? That's a tough question to answer. I mean, it's it's all. Um, situational right i mean what the family situation is and you look at those environments as you mentioned ones in florida similar to here in chicago right i mean it's not on the football level but the basketball oh yeah for sure a lot of kids that hoop whether it's from the west side or the south side like that's their way out so depending on you know what the situation is and some families and some kids are willing to take that risk so if they can say that hey especially when it comes to football for kids in south florida like if I have to put my body through this just so my family can eat oh, I will. and have us be well off yeah. for that chance, yeah. just that opportunity to have that shot, I'm willing to take it. No, because what's the alternative, right? It's a, must. I it's a, it's a done deal, so in, the, my, in my opinion. It's a done deal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's go, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that next question then, would you let your son play football? I would let my son play football. Okay. But I would also give him the jewels and the knowledge behind That's his – at the end of well, I didn't play football. My, right. I, I got an early glimpse of what it was like. That wasn't what I was on. Right. But I mean, I did. Yeah. Donovan McNabb was a good, yeah, close sure. friend of mine, so I watched him, and it's 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 a lot of luck involved. Yeah. But, I agree. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, any sp- football is like, you know, the it's like a uh, two cars, 
yeah. head on collision for sure. So yeah. every play, I right. would just I would just make sure that I could give my son all of the knowledge and all of the jewels behind it, and let him make that decision. I wouldn't stop him. I wouldn't just flat out say no, nah, no football for you, man. Find something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you know what, I have a nephew that's playing football right now. Um, just turned twelve. You know, twelve years old. Yep. And I have to say, when he first started, it's so you know, it was so easy to kind of overreact to some of the little things that he would feel, you know, after practice and things like Word. that. He's like, oh, my head hurts. And mm. I'm like, oh, what? Yo, what's yeah. up? Yeah, what's, what's going right? on in practice? Yeah, what's your protocol? Exactly. Right. And, yeah. he's a, and he's a what? Offensive or defensive lineman, Yeah, right? he's an offensive lineman. There you go. So wow. he's continuously, you know, mm-hmm. in those trenches. So I think, you know, with what you know about football today, it's a little harder to commit to, you know, to, you know, saying I want my kid to play. I think you got to pay attention to if they're good at it, you know. Yeah. Is 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 my child naturally able to handle this kind of sport? Because, you know, it's, it is kind of weird because we don't really necessarily know the ramifications of a younger body being, you know, in, sure. this, in this kind of atmosphere. This, you know, it's brutal. You know, I, I would imagine it's brutal for no matter what level of football you're playing. So. No, as a parent, you got to pay attention. You know, I, I love football. You know, I, I watch football. You know, I my mom did not let me play football. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we were going to Thule Park, and we were playing the fields, and right. we would, you know, play tackle just because. But as soon as my mom found that out, she sat with. me and my brother down and showed us all kind of videos and x-rays because she was a nurse. And and dealt with football injuries, so she was showing us all kinds. <laughs> she of was stuff. like, "Nah, no, yeah. was scared straight." Nah, yeah, that's right. legit. Was scared right. straight. And I'm like, yeah. "Ma, you don't have to worry about me playing football ever again because I don't want my my elbow to come out through my shoulder." Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, you know? yeah. Now in my mind, man, I was gonna say yes, but then I looked down at my finger, my ring finger, and I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah." That, I know how my wife feels. About oh yeah, that. and <laughs> she's like 100 percent against it. She's like, "No, he is not playing football." Yeah, my wife was on the right. same program. So she's <laughs> like, no, he, "He can't okay. do it," because I no. think for her. She's very scream, squeamish when it comes to injuries, things mm-hmm. like that. But she just can't take somebody knocking her baby down. And she told me that because I think she would be the person that would run on the field. Oh, she's about if, it. If our son got hit too hard, <laughs> she's and, pulling up. Right, exactly. So she's like, "No, nah, we're dead in that in the bud right now, or dipping that in the bud right now." And our son is only two, but thinking about it and the head injuries associated with it, and just the the percentage of being injured with football compared to other sports like mm-hmm. basketball or baseball or even soccer. In my family, we don't really have any football players. Like right. all of our, all of our people yeah. in my family are hoopers. Yeah, like I play ball. My older brother, my pops, my uncles, my cousins, everybody. So, yeah, we watch football. We love it, and we grew up during the era where it's like Neon Dion, Prime yeah, Time, made it look cool, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all those cats. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's one of those things where yeah, it look cool, but it's a different thing when you get on that field. And I only played like two years of football, and I really don't count them. So the years were Pop Warner, like fifth grade. And then freshman A football in high school, and I don't count those years because no, I mean, likewise. yeah, you're playing football, but it's not. I count my sophomore year. I played freshman and sophomore year. I count my sophomore. I would count sophomore, sophomore year. year. I would count I'll sophomore. sophomore year. Well, I counted it just because I got a pick six that season, and that's oh, the, wow. the, the, the best thing I've ever. You done. definitely got to count it then. Yeah, I, I low key wanted to retire at halftime like Vontae Davis. <laughs> you should have. I was like, all right, you see it. Bye. Yeah, right. Right. Put the put the jersey in the raffle. Look, hang it. Let's go. One pick six, three <laughs> yeah, tackles. Nah, it's yeah. tough, but up on the other side of the Andrew Lux uh, yeah. conversation, as a teammate, okay, I might be kind of tight. Really? Oh yeah. So, so you just gonna give up on us? Is it okay? So I guess my question is: At what point does hey, 
I can't do this at a level that because I think as a teammate, I would respect it to be like, if you can't give your best, that if you're going to be out here playing 60% of yourself, I would be like, nah, I'd rather you dip because we yeah. need to be competitive. Yeah. And so if you got out here, you know, you're going to get hurt week two anyway. Like, let's be, I, I, my personal opinion, like, <laughs> yeah. he barely was able to make it to the pre- preseason anyway. Yeah. Because he didn't play that. any preseason no, games. No, he didn't play and at all. The, right. the thing that sped up the timeline or the announcement was Adam Schefter on Twitter. Yeah, he let like, it go. He, he let it go. Bomb, yeah. And Luck wasn't going to make the announcement or have that meeting with his teammates and the front office and make the announcement until Sunday. Right. So that happened uh, on Saturday. So Luck is in a situation where obviously someone probably got in his ear on the sideline, like, look. Adam Sheffield just tweeted out that you're going yep. to retire. You could t- can you right. see it though? You yeah, can you see started it. Looking, you can see he started it. looking a little different. Crazy. And even Jacoby yeah. Brissett, if you look at that clip of Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> who's going to now be the starting quarterback right. for the Colts, he was Lux's backup before yeah. Luck decided to retire. Yeah. He looked at him because Luck says something to him. I don't know what Jacoby the question was from Jacoby Brissett, but Luck's answer lets you know how Jacoby Brissett felt. Because mm. he just scrunched up his face like, what? Yeah, really? Man, I'm out of here, man. Huh? <laughs> yeah, hey, y'all, y'all be all right, man. I think it's also to that point as a teammate. I think I can understand if somebody was upset the timing in terms of like preseason at the end of preseason essentially versus right. you going in a camp, you know, and there might be an opportunity to either work out another quarterback. But I also think like that kind of decision is probably something you can't do lightly, right? True, true. Because like if this, because I again having only played two years of football, I know how hard it would be for me to say. I'm done. This is, this is the only thing I've ever done. Right. But I'm now done doing the only thing that I've ever done. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think he probably, like, you can't rush that decision. Because that's how you see people come back. Yeah. At, oh, I'm unretiring yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. So, like, I guess it's tough because of the timeline didn't match up. But it's also, like, the timeline was his to make. True. Yeah. And you, you have to yeah. understand this as well. Like, Andrew Luck wasn't just some dude that tried football and was like, oh, I'm good at it. No, he was like bred to play oh, football. Yeah. Like, he was the yeah. guy in Dad's a quarterback. Yeah. 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 Was the guy yeah, at Stanford. All of that things, like, right? Man, his whole career had to be, he had to be the man his whole career. Yeah. To get to From like yeah. a child. Yeah. And so I think that's another piece of it. Like, that's why you always see, and I've talked to a lot of athletes who retired. And I think the consistent thing that I've heard is that you either have a plan for afterwards or you don't. And you got to figure out one if you don't have one. Right. And so it's a lot of people who get out of it. And you look around, you might be only 28, 27 years old. You you got a little money in your pocket, but not a lot. But you also have never done anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why for, for me on a smaller scale, whenever I'm like invited to speak to kids or, the you know, Chicago Hoopers, high school kids, all those things. I let them know that, like, y'all need to start thinking about your backup plan. Yeah. Because I was fortunate enough to be able to have a TV production class in high school that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this could be something dope in case my NBA dream or whatever that goal was didn't work out. Right. And it was something that I fell back on when I was at SIU. Like, yo, I'm not about to go overseas. I'm not going to the league. Right. I'm not putting my name in the draft. Right. Like, those goals are done. My, my talent stops here. So, look, I got something on the back end where I'm involved in television the new station on campus. So I had that. So it's one of those, if you think about maybe a division one athlete, division two, whatever it is, it's not going to the league. Most of them are graduating at 21, 22. Yeah. Now they have to shift focus of being like the guy or on the basketball team or the football team. Now, what do you do with your life? Have you thought about 
internships? Have you thought about getting a career? No, because they their time has been yeah, taken yeah. from playing the sport for sure. And they and they shut it down when you try to do anything that isn't exactly the sport during that time. The other thing that's crazy is you're at a disadvantage because all of those kids who were getting those jobs were interns while you were playing. You know, they were in that they were in these offices, exactly. yep. meeting these people, doing these internships, and so you're all, you're already at a disadvantage because depending on your situation, you probably didn't get a great education coming up anyway because they pushed you through. Period. If they saw you had talent. And so to me, I think that's the piece where like I get frustrated because I'm like, damn, like, you know, there's life after football. But I feel like a lot of people don't ever have to think about it until it's too late. Right. Yeah. Until, you know, and I think this is the what stood out most to me uh, as far as where Andrew, Andrew Luck's comments, you know, at his press conference was the fact that he fell out of love with the game. You know, he lost, um, you know, you know, he lost, you know, that loving feeling he had for the game. And I think that's something fans can't really comprehend at all. For sure. Because I play Madden. Yeah, I play yeah, Madden, and, and my guys are never tired. And, and like, I see you signing for X amount of millions of dollars. Yeah, they love to equate the. They it's love like, to how equate can the you dollar, fall out of love? Yeah. You getting paid a hundred million dollars to throw a football? That's really the, the fans. Bro, there's people. There's people with eighty thousand dollar jobs that don't love their job. Yeah, hate <laughs> 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 Even the people upset at Andrew Luck, they don't love their Look. jobs. Like they hate their jobs as well. So they wish they could walk away from their job the way Andrew Luck just and, did. And guess so. what? You, you working in that job. There's not a 300-pound man trying to kill you. Not at all. Yeah. You know what's, what's interesting, though, going back to what you said, Cam, about having a backup plan and having a production class at SIU, it's like nowadays these kids do have a lot more. They're offered a lot more. Yeah, so the resources can, are there. The, yeah. the resources there are there, so you do have more of an opportunity to think about what your backup plan is. It's funny because at Lake Shore, there's a guy who played at Princeton this year. His name is Devin. I can't think of Devin's last name, but he played at Princeton. He um, he was really good. He, he averaged maybe 17, 18 a game. Um, he didn't get drafted, but he did play in the summer league. So he comes to Lake Shore every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and plays with us. Obviously, he kills us. But <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, you know, I just picking his brain. So he's working, he's doing an internship with John Rogers at Ariel. Mm. Oh, wow. That's there big. You, wow. Th- and there you go. So that's what I'm saying. If for you don't him, know who John Rogers is, yeah. do your research. Do your research, Please man. Google the man. That's well, the other black guy, father. Right. <laughs> it's him, Clarence, and Vine, Worldwide West, and fucking Al Hamm. You know, yeah. you know you had me Definitely Al tuning in to <laughs> the Bro, did you watch it? I did. What'd you think? Oh, man. Well, let me let me go run into some of these communities real quick. That's the mission. Yeah, that is the <laughs> mission. No. We, I, we on the way, man. We on the way. It starts in this room right here. The yeah. next black godfather. Y'all looking at him right now. Let's go. But but it was interesting because I asked Devin, like, well, man, what do you plan on doing? He said he uh, he got invited to training camp with the New Jersey Nets. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be playing. He said hopefully he can be, you know, maybe sign a, a two-way deal. But I was saying, you know, I'm thinking, like, well, you went to Princeton. You graduated from Princeton. You're working – internship with John Rogers. So I'm pretty sure you could get a gig. Yeah, you can walk into something. Right. Playing basketball. Just off resume. But he said, yeah, I could. And I loved, you know, I don't have a problem with that, but I want to pursue my dream. And it was just interesting because black kid, Mm -hmm. you know, and just hearing his his outlook on it was interesting. He was like, nah, man, I'm trying to go to the league. And it was like a Princeton guy, you know, you would expect him to, like you said, no, I'm not going overseas. I'm yeah. not about to fight for right. a D-League spot when I can go work. But it's like, if I can play a game, it's a game at yeah. the end of the day. It yeah. is a lot. Yeah. It is it's work at the end of the day, but it's still a game. 
and just hearing him say that it was it was kind of interesting. So. And I, I mean, and it's a different dynamic with Andrew Luck because he comes from means like he has resources. Like his father is yep. Oliver Luck. If you don't know who Oliver Luck is, that's another name. Jot that down. Yeah, go. But also, they, they did a really great interview with him in 2013 for Grantland, and he talks about being because he played at West Virginia. He was the AD at West Virginia. His dad. His yeah, dad, his dad like, might yep. still be the AD at West Virginia. Okay, um, ran for Senate. Like he, it's a situation where wow. that was like, it's like Archie Manning, where it was like right. you, you already know what it was. Period. And I think that's a difference in the scenario because again, if you have a pedigree, you know, you have three or four people that have always been in your section of doing the family business, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Matthews or something like that. If you're the first one, period. Yeah, it's a, it's a different level of pressure, and I don't think a lot of people are aware of that because of their own personal development. Like they don't understand what it's like to be the first person in your family to get money, but also to then have to be responsible for every person in your family. Yeah. Real talk. So different amount of stress right there. And I get it. And I I feel bad a lot for athletes. I feel like athletes, musicians, and a lot of like celebrities are all kind of in the same space where it's like, you're the only one you are. And so it's a lot of pressure because everybody needs something from you. Everybody wants something, but also I think it's worse to be like, okay, I'm not going to go to the league. Yeah. But for the last, call it 10 years, you're 21 years old. Everybody didn't tell you, oh, baby, here we go. You know who that makes me think about? Sebastian Telfair. Mm. I mean, and we just saw, you know, what what kind of turn his story just took. But I remember when he was coming to the league, you know, he had, you know, a, a piece of the LeBron hype. Um, you know, people were questioning if he should go to college, but it was about, what he was able to do for his family with that NBA check. You know, and you look at his NBA career, he had a 10-year career. Right. But whatever went on, was going on, it still didn't, you know, put him in position to live a life that he could avoid, you know, jail time and, you know, gun charge and all of that kind of crazy stuff that he's going through now. So, you know, you you look at how that kind of situation can affect athletes. It's going to affect them past the NBA career. Because it's also the, like, you saw Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin, right? He was on there talking about how, you know, people aren't giving me, like, there's no love for him anymore. And he, you could tell, like, that's the only thing he's ever done, Mm -hmm. right? And so the fact that he is no longer able to do that one thing, you still have to have a life outside of it. And I think we've seen so many stories of athletes who, after retirement, whether it be injury forced or they just hung it up, couldn't adapt. Right. And so I think it's also a situation where, like, I know the NFL has done a little better work of like getting veteran help and like making sure that they can have like a transition into a life after football. They, they trying, yeah. Trying, yeah. right. And so I think it's a, the, the, the asterisk is right there. But fun little fact, uh, I just looked it up. So I, looked, I went all the way back to 2010. The 2012 draft, which is the Andrew Luck draft, is the only draft where all the top three picks are no longer in the league. Wow. Say that again. Six seasons. Okay. Six seasons, the twenty twelve. Well, that's what. Yeah. Well, well, luck. Yeah, so Six it was luck. Seasons. It was luck. RG three and Trent Richardson. And Trent Richardson. Yeah. So that, that in in this decade, that is the only draft where the top three players are all out of the league already. Trent Richardson. Richardson only played like Trent two Richardson, years. Trent Richardson. So it's luck at one. Exactly. RG three at two, and then Trent Richardson. Hey, RG three still in the league? Is he still in the league? Is he? I think yeah, he got he's it, a backup quarterback. Did he make the Ravens? Well, it is still preseason. But he well, that's what I'm, the, I, yeah, I, I yeah, assume, yes. that's that's my bad thing because I assume that he didn't make the, no, he, the cut. No, he was yeah, okay. He's, he's there. But that's still okay. crazy because that still that means that RG three lasting longer than Andrew Luck. Yeah, you know? period. So, you know, that's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it is exactly. man. It the, is the lifespan of an NFL player. Like, it's not going to be 
10, 15, 20 years. I mean, you might see guys that are fortunate to play that long, but what, three, maybe four maybe years? Four, yeah. Right? So and, from and 2012 to yeah. 20, you hope for three. To, yeah, three, right. you hope for three. See, that's why I hated the, the fan reaction. You know, I hated watching Andrew Luck getting booed, you know, as he's walking from the field that, you know, right there. And then you touched on it on, on the topic of if his teammates should be upset with him. And, you know, I think that his teammates would be the ones, and I want you to know because you guys, you know, got the experience, but would his teammates be the ones to understand the most, you know, because they are there to see him work through these things. They understand it, uh, the leadership qualities that he brought. Right. And I wonder, you know, because the, the rumblings are that this, you know, wasn't just sprung on him. I wonder if they were wondering how long, can, right. you know, can Andrew take this, you know. And it affects the team. Yeah. His decision affects the team. And, again, if he just couldn't take it anymore, I understand that. But as a teammate, we all in this together, man. Like, Hey, but see now, and I, um, imagine retiring. You know, how much do you are you going to consider your teammates? I'm sure that's one of the, the hurdles that you – When I retire from my job, whenever I'm retiring, I ain't asking nobody. <laughs> you should have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, no, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. But yeah. I'm just saying that you know – Sports is camaraderie, man. Yeah, yeah. We 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 spend six weeks together. And he the friend, he you know the franchise quarterback. You spend months together. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I just meant like as far as yeah. like a spring training or training camp or one of those. Like we went through a grind together. Now now again, if you can't walk, and like you said, you're gonna be sixty percent. Then cool, I understand it. But I was just saying as a as a teammate, I'm I'm. Probably, yeah, yeah. Probably and if he has a conversation with you, you'll probably honor it too. You'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yep, I completely yeah. get it. Right. That, fact, go ahead, go ahead, Cam. No, I was going to say, but that was, that was me, not because of injuries, just because it was more so making a decision for my future. So junior year at SIU, I had a meeting with my teammates and let them know that I had to step away. I had to stop playing right. because I wasn't getting minutes on the court like that. You know, I had walked on my freshman year, was fortunate to be put on scholarship the final three years, but my junior year, I had to step away because I'm like, look, this is not benefiting me. Right. Like it's great to be on the team and, you know, get the love and we're winning games and this, but after I graduate, I'm not going to have any kind of real, that I can this ain't, this ain't happening. Yeah. Right. It's not happening. So I'm right. like, look, I got to step away from this. And they all honored it because they knew the work that I put in, but right. also they knew at the same time, like, look, he's on a different the reality. Path. Of trying, it. Right. Exactly. The yeah. reality of it. He's yeah. on a different path. So I think for Andrew Luck, I would hope that he had that conversation with his teammates and let them know what's going on. It doesn't seem like he did. There you go. Just because they found out the day of the, during that night, Saturday night. But you have to honor it though, because you're seeing him in the training room. If you're getting taped up or you're walking, yeah, you saw him get rocked. Seeing, right, yeah. you seen him get rocked. Like yeah. you seeing, you're seeing what he's dealing with. It's like, look, if the man said he stopped, he wants to stop playing, and that's cool. See, Cam, that made me, made me, you know, you got me over here feeling like how did Chef there. Get that news. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's how he tried to play. That's it a leak. Yeah. That was we a did. leak. Yeah. That was a leak. Because it, because you know, it did get sprung on. It makes me wonder: Did he plan on coming to his teammates like you just said? Right. Because the I think talk so. had been because the talks had been out there, like you, like Cam just said, they had he had been thinking about this for over a month. Like you said, he didn't even he hadn't played a down in training camp. It went from a, a simple ankle injury to his calf. Till he was just like, you know what, man. And there's a lot of what ifs there. Yeah. Because, like, the other piece of it is also, he probably, I mean, I don't say probably because I don't know. I would not be surprised if it was a situation where the injury was worse than we thought it was. And so it's a situation then where you're like, okay, I could try to rehab this out. 
come back again after missing another whole season mm-hmm. and then try to figure it out. And at that point, he's probably, well, how many seasons has he, he missed like two full seasons at he this point? He missed a full season the yeah. year before. Yeah, 2017, right? 2017, because yeah, he was a 2018 comeback player of the right. year yeah. last season. <laughs> because yeah. he came back. But like genuinely, I think that's a, a writing on the wall too. Because it's like, okay, am I really about to do six more months of this? No. And then who's to say if you get back out there Period. and you get hurt oh, again? You know, oh, because exactly. it's coming. It's, ine- it's inevitable. And you heard what he said. Like He felt like he was in a four-year cycle right. of getting injured, rehabbing, getting injured, right. rehabbing. Like It's only so much that you can take. Yeah, like, Rehab is, is rough. At a certain point, <laughs> you, I'm about to say rehab the little sucks. physical training yeah. I've done, uh, yeah. physical therapy. How, how much rehabbing do you do on Madden? Zero. You know what? <laughs> Zero. You get to turn the game off and turn it back on. You refresh. That's it. it. Right. That's your rehab. Right? Or, or, or the, the player gets injured and then they they cut to another screen and he come back and he's back in like a week. Rehab. Or you just cut the Ooh. game off and start it over. And start over. Yeah. 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 See now that's something I know a little bit about rehab. You know, I I tore my ACL a few years ago. Oh, damn. And when you get into a situation where you need help doing some of the most mm. basic things that mm. you take for granted. It gives you a whole different perspective. Also, yeah. this is this is my personal opinion. Speaking as Ernest Wilkins, if you're one of these people that comes on the internet talking about some, he he needs to walk it off. He needs to. He's not tough. I'm sorry, but half these people talking about this, they'll get a sprained toe. Yeah, oh, and, be and, be, and be out of work for three. Get a hangover. Be off work for a day and a half. Yeah. I can't make it in. <laughs> while Andrew Luck is lacing up. Meanwhile, my yeah, right. spleen. My man, right. yeah, spleen right. is literally open. You in here talking about some? Well, like, I don't even want to move after hearing that. I'm well, always man. enamored at some of these armchairs that I see on the internet yeah. about people's lives that you have no idea about. It's like man, you know, you know. Uh, from my perspective, oh. what what you know, all you got to do is see an ex player. You know, ex athlete. Oh, how many walking, walking around the struggling walk? You know, walking around the United Center. Yeah, every well, how about people that everybody used to root for that you're thinking just that you don't think about anymore because they retired. Right, man. Walking like they're 60 years old, you 33. Yeah. And maybe this is another conversation within it with Andrew Luck when you look back and see that press conference that he had this past weekend and what he was saying. He was like he didn't want to have his limbs hurting, his knees hurting when he got older and playing. Derrick Rose. Kid. I was oh, just yeah. going to say. Derrick like, Rose called him. Right, exactly. Derrick Rose called him for Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean your knees are going to be hurting? Now it's like, okay, well, let's go back and revisit that Derrick Rose yeah. soundbite yeah. and how that's playing a part and so many different things going on with Andrew Luck. I right? think D. Rose is on or something. Yeah, but he's he pegged as someone that isn't as intelligent. He's an idiot. You know, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's not smart. Whatever. Yeah, people were calling himself, all of that kind of stuff. I yeah. think uh, the Derrick Rose saga. I think as a Chicagoan was my first in a long time of oh, there's two Americas. Uh, it was definitely two Chicago, two Chicagos yeah. for sure. Play every day because good God Almighty, there was people saying stuff, and I'm just like, he doesn't like this dude. I promise you, this is a real story. I was talking to somebody at a newspaper. I'm not gonna say the newspaper's name. I'm not gonna say the person's name. Homeboy straight up said, and I quote. I feel like he owes me a championship. Do you know with how his many, with his output? I feel like he owes me a championship. Do you know how many times me and Terrence have heard that in our de- defense of D Rose? And yeah, I'm defending him because he's from the hood, and I'm defending anybody from the hood. Period. But I'm then Cam. I know how much. Not Kels. I know how much. I'm not, wait, heard. time out. I'm not defending everybody from the crib, Kels. We're not defending <laughs> Kels. <laughs> 
Just saying. Okay, keep going. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Be, be careful, Jim. Be, 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 be careful how you respond yeah, to that. You're right. You're right. I, I, I was riding past Got the Benz yesterday, and the, and the license plate said "Not Guilty," and I was like, "Is that Kels?" Oh, no. No. See, I, listen. That's not Cameron Smith. I'm not saying Look, I can't. Look, that was the, not me. Hey, that was me, man. That was Gene, man. I was around but, in Kenwood in '92, but, bro. But but I, I, I definitely. But and this is the bigger conversation, and you talk about two Chicago's, two Americas. Yeah. The fans, you don't see a lot of black people having outrage like that, like these other fans have. Right? I have no problem with Derrick Rose. And then, but the, here's the other parts of that. The reason why I think that people feel they have the right to say, well, you're soft or you owe us a championship, <laughs> they feel like they own you. Woo! Talk about Say that Sterling. again. Say that again. Another reason why these fans have the audacity, the balls, the foolish confidence to say, well, look, you owe us a championship or why are you hurt? You should get out there and play. Hey, I root for this team. You're on this team. You play for me. I own you. I buy tickets. So get to your the butt game. out there. Exactly. I buy tickets to the game. I pay yours. And people love yeah, the all that t- we, look, I, we pay your Bingo. salary. Shut Bingo. Up. Who, what? Okay. Shut I up. have never donated a dollar to any athlete for my own money. But you, you I buy a ticket. Exactly, but that doesn't mean I own that person. You don't hear that. You don't hear that being not said, in, our said in our communities. <laughs> well, it's because we don't, don't like being that. called owner. We don't like owning things. Right? There's well, a little history a, there. A little, his, little bit of history. <laughs> you might have heard yeah. about it. Right? <laughs> they did a thing in the New York Times about it. Um, but that's. I mean, it's yeah. a bigger conversation. It is. It a is. bigger discussion with that because that's all. That's what comes to my brain when I'm seeing the. I guess the the profile pictures or the faces of these people that appear on these shows mm-hmm. or that, you know, are getting interviewed. It's pretty much the same recurring color that I'm seeing over and over yeah. again. It's also 100%. funny because you yes. saw what happened with basketball where like Draymond and Wade and all them came out against like the owner, the owner title. You know, why you own me? Uh, you don't own me. And so it's the, I think it's a very funny situation because I feel like it's ingrained in the conversation. Fantasy football. Andrew Luck owners, what are they going to do next? Yeah, exactly. You know OJ? <sighs> did y'all see OJ? I, saw OJ? I did see OJ. We need a, a Andrew Luck update because he looked pissed. But again, <laughs> that's why you don't do the fantasy draft until after the preseason. Man. <laughs> shout it. out to my team. I may have another championship team. I thought you were about to say shout out to OJ, and I was about to be like, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Another Come on now. We'll have another question about if it's okay to take fantasy advice from OJ Simpson. Bro. Hey, man, how many shifts? I, I ain't OJ taking no win? advice from OJ Simpson. <laughs> I don't even need directions. Period. Look, and I see OJ on the side of the road. I'm not rolling down my window. Look, if I drop something and he offers to help me pick it up, I'm good. You know, it's just yours, man. Go ahead and take that. I don't need these groceries. You guys are ruthless. But, man, you guys are a thousand percent correct, man. The conversations about the conversations and debates that we've been over these last few years about Derrick Rose, it, it's definitely been, uh, you know, the side I'm arguing from is a, I'm seeing him as a human. You know, he's only human, and everybody else is like, entertain me now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but no, episode 10, you know, I'm enjoying sitting here with our man Cam Smith. He's not the NFL quite yet, but let's talk about some NCAA football coming up. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Um, I I got a bunch of college football related questions for y'all, and I'm just gonna throw them out lightning round style. Maybe we'll try this, and it'll become a thing. Okay. Okay. 
So my first question is Northwestern the best foot college football team in the state of Illinois right now? Name the college football teams in Illinois. Illinois, Northwestern. Are we counting D one double A? Sure. All right. Southern, Western, Northern, Eastern, Illinois State. Yep. Northwestern is the best football team in the state cool. of Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, SIU, but yeah. Yeah. Northwestern got it. And that's coming yeah, from alumni. He's keeping it real. Yeah. yeah. So, I did it. I was just Carbondale for a year. Yeah. I did. It was a great time. <laughs> Too great. Thank you. Too great. Thank you. We know. We've heard. Yeah. Oof. So, E, you got to tell us, man. So, when is Levy Smith's seat going to get hot? They gave him too much money. And so now. Too comfortable. I think it's a situation where, like, because AD was Whitman. I think he's he's like a younger dude. Okay. And I think he tried to do a smart move in the time to be able to trigger the nostalgia, you know. You got the former Bears coach, all of these parents whose kids are now going to be in a situation where watching Lovey play, they, they probably came of age during that time. So it makes sense. Being with him is you have to compete against every other team in not only Illinois, but also the entire country. Right. And I think that because it's unfortunate, but like that's how college football rolls. If your team isn't hot for, I think, four straight years, you're not going to be looked at as an opportunity. You're going to look at it as an opportunity for somebody who may be a three or four star to get a look. That's how Michigan State got built back up. They took all those two and three stars and built them into something. The problem with them is I don't know if Illinois has enough attracting enough to attract a kid who can make a difference for that team. Illinois is cooked. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Illinois, but I just feel that they're cursed. I don't get it. I don't it. know what it is, but it, it just feels like there's like a cloud hanging over, not just the football program, right. but just well, hoop Illinois now too. athletics. Yeah, right. Illinois hoop too, which is the wildest considering if you grew up, when we grew up, like Illinois basketball is like, right. it's crazy. It was I mean, it. think back on the history. Like the last good Illinois team was the D. Brown, Luther Head, Darren Williams team. But then before that, you got the Flying Illini. That's a the 15 can, can you name nope. a player from that time, Flying Illini, to – the D Brown led team that made the national championship, like a star from that Illinois team. That Brian like, Notry. Brian Notry, right? Solid player, right? Not put in work at Simeon, yeah. but I mean, yeah, no, I agree. In terms of like Big Ten history or yeah. even nationally, yeah, yeah. no, it ain't you him. Can't. It's a fifteen year window every time. You're right because it's 04 to now. Hey, Adam Miller, what's good, bro? Yeah, he could change some things, but it's the same thing with the football program, yeah. the Illinois football program. Do you? Th- right. I, I I always wonder. If it's a situation like a lot of, I feel like a lot of schools and went school down south, and I learned really quickly that there's a lot of programs where the expectation is to be in the conversation. It doesn't mean that they go win, but we want to be mentioned when they talk about the 50 best teams in the league mm-hmm. or the NCAA. And so they don't ever get better. You look at like I think Texas A&M was an example for a long time where it was like, okay, sure, you're here again, you're ranked 16, but who cares? Right. And then they got it together with Jimbo, and now they're. They might do something, but you're never like, oh, okay, Texas A&M is a player. They are here to stay. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I think Illinois is one of those where, like, they still living off Dick Buckus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They still living off Red Grange. And how can you? How can kids today relate to that? At, kids like, can't relate I mean, to that. Can, yeah. can you sell a, no. a, a kid today on Dick Buckus or Red Grange? No way. No. Absolutely not. No. No. And the thing is, it's it's really funny too because. I th- the thing I'm confused about is why isn't U of I the place where the guys and you know who couldn't maybe let's say you're a three star, you're from the city league, you might have got some looks, but like I would look at playing in the Big Ten as a better opportunity than playing at like Eastern 
Yeah. In yeah. terms of who, the competition you're going to face, all that. So, like, if these kids who are going to Eastern, I'm like, why don't y'all just try to go to U of I? Because you're probably going to get some tick, and then your awareness is going to go up. But I don't know how that system works. All right. See, now, as a recruiter, I'm viewing Lovey Smith. Like, does he have the pull around, like you said, around the country that he has in Chicago? Because you, you know here, Lovey, you know, what he did with the yeah. Bears and the defense is here. You know, it speaks for itself. But even that's past tense. Yeah, because if he's sitting on my couch right now, mm-hmm. and I'm in Oakland, and I'm in Texas, and, and Lovey is from there, you know, so maybe, you know, he has that. But I'm like, okay, now, you know, is, is does he have the pull that they're trying to pub it up as? Right, I, and I think this helps your conversation, too, if you're winning. Period. If you're sitting in, in, in my home <laughs> and you're trying to get wins. me to come to, the, to your babies. program. Yeah. And I'm, you're selling me on the tradition and what you're trying to do. But if I look back the past three or four years and I'm looking at your record and it's not even over 500, why, why, would, yeah. I, why would I want to go there and yeah. waste, you know, my college career there? Especially yeah. if I'm a three-star, four-star, four five-star. Yeah. If, if I'm a four-star, five-star, Illinois is not even the conversation. God, period. And that's just the state of Illinois. Like so many other programs outside of the state of Illinois have just carved up the state in so many different pieces, no yeah. matter mm-hmm. what sport it is. Because yeah. once you reach a certain le- level, like an Adam Miller, right, or DJ Stewart, like when they reach that level, hooping-wise especially, and Duke comes knocking, exactly. or North Carolina you're not comes saying, Yeah, or you're Kentucky not saying no. Comes knocking. Blue chips, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Same thing in football. Like the kid A.J. Henning that plays for Lincoln yep. Way East. He's mm-hmm. going to be a senior this year. Won a state title as a sophomore two years ago. One of the best just all-purpose backs, and excuse me, not all-purpose, but versatile backs, plays receiver, all of those things from the state of Illinois, but he's going to Michigan. <laughs> you, can't argue, you can't beat, you can't beat the, the big house. You can't beat that experience because I think the recruiting thing is also like – I don't know necessarily what the local culture is offering that also might make somebody want to go there. Because again, I am also biased because I went to Florida State, hmm. and I saw culture I saw that there. recruiting. Now yeah, it makes course. sense. Yeah. Different culture down there. <laughs> Look, it's, I get it. <laughs> they recruited me damn near. I went to the, the little tour. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> and is this to, many girls here? Like, yeah, yeah, Illinois right. is trying to compete in terms of upgrading their facilities. I just saw that the football team got a new locker room and all of those things. They're trying to play catch up. But was I mean, it like LSU's locker room? It definitely wasn't no, like LSU's was locker like room. They don't they don't have the airplane kind of like let out spaceships. That's crazy. That. Sign so, me up for that. But again, you can have all of those little you know fun toys, but. At the end of the day, are you winning? Who have Dubs. you put in the NFL that is having success? Period. Alabama definitely has it. Clemson definitely has it now. It's even positional. Where like yeah. I look at it and I'm like, Iowa tight end, cool. Yep, Bring them all. Exactly. On. Yep. Iowa left tackle, come on. I'm with you. And like I think that could again coming up with ideas from something that I don't know what I'm talking about, of course. But like make Illinois a school no, that's where true. if you're a slot receiver, exactly. you you a possession guy, exactly. go to Illinois. Build if you there, you know yeah. you a linebacker. You're an undersized linebacker that makes it happen, go to Illinois. And, like, make that your thing and win that specific category. Because right. the other thing is, I think a lot of players, at least I know from my friends who have been in that process, you look at the depth chart too, right? So you some people are cool to be the number five guy on Alabama's running back roster. Some people want to start immediately. And I'm like, if you got that juice, look at Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley went to Auburn because nobody else was at Auburn. And he could be that guy. And so for me, I'm always like, do you want to be the guy or not? Nah? And if you want to be the guy, maybe take a situation where they're going to literally worship the ground you walk on. Because yeah. if you walk in and you're a blue chip prospect going to Illinois, they're going to be like, come on in, buddy. What do you need? Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. No, I'm with Cam. I think Illinois is just cursed all over. Okay. Next question and, then, going yeah. back to college football. Yeah. It's a wrap. 
for them. <laughs> All right. Do you think that a team not named Alabama or Clemson will be in the national championship this year? Negative. No. Nah. You hate to see it. Yeah. It's it's a recurring movie, recurring theme, Alabama Clemson. Shout out to Jaleel Billingsley from Phillips. Yeah. Starting his freshman year down there looking for big things. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a chance to run a ring, man. I was just about to ask, are there any local players who you've seen kind of come up and are now making moves on the college forum that we should keep an eye on this season? Well, definitely Jaleel Billingsley um, down in Alabama. Um, There are a couple of guys. There are actually a lot of – offensive and defensive linemen from the state of Illinois that are playing and starting. So um, throughout the Big Ten, but one kid that I know of personally that I coached uh, when I graduated from SIU, came back to my old high school at Gordon Tech, uh, is kid Raekwon Williams. So he's a starting defensive lineman for Michigan State. Mm. Okay. So in his final year, redshirt uh, senior, and he's being talked about as being one of the guys. So they have him right now as one of the top five defensive linemen for the people that are going to come out the draft Damn. for 2020. So I'm excited to watch him. Good to go, man. That's what's up. Okay. Any predictions on who wins the Big Ten this year? Oof. I like Ohio State, man. <laughs> I really like Ohio State. Like I don't want to. I, I I know, and it's not like I'm an Ohio State fan. Right. I want Michigan to do it just just off the strength of the Fab Five because yeah. they just they yeah. just made it cool. And then if you since we're talking football, Charles Woodson, yeah. like all those cats. Yeah. But yo, Justin Fields for Ohio State is real, man. Mm. Like he transferred in, he's taking over that spot. Uh, Tate Martell transferred down to Miami. He's a backup now, thinking he was going to be the number one. Yep, down he Miami. played himself. Right. Definitely played himself. And, and Justin Fields was a kid that was at Georgia. He wasn't going to play in front of Jake Fromm. Like, nope. that's, that's sold up. That's a wrap. So he transfers to Ohio State, and it's coming in. It's going to start right away. That's the rich nice. getting richer, by the way. Yeah, true. That's true. Very true. Oh, okay. I'm relatively healthy, and I'm just going to go plug in into a reloaded off Ohio State team. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> and they bring a lot back, too. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just reloading. Yeah. I'll say Ohio State. I like Jim Harbaugh's antics, so I'm looking forward to Michigan. Me too, man. I want Michigan to win it just because I'm tired of I want I don't know why I want Harbaugh to be successful at Michigan, but I really do. Well he's I a want, bear. He's an ex bear. That's he, it. But also like he went there, he yeah, plays there, he's yeah. crazy. He's he's out exactly. of control. Yeah. But like I like that. I and I and I've 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 always had Desmond Howard's Heisman pose. Forever. I ran that joint back. It sits in the back of my head. Forever. Uh, okay, last one. Uh, you actually answered my question about is this going to be the year Michigan turns the corner? Yeah. But last but certainly not least, before basketball season starts, I'm doing this early because I want the early prediction. Who is the team to watch this college basketball season? I'm doing it early. College basketball? Just, this is your early prediction. So, when, so then we can run this clip back later and you'll be right. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Yeah. See? Wow. And it's not because I can't think of one. There's like a, a good like core five or six that are going to be good. Like Duke is going to be there. Kentucky's going to be there. I have to throw North Carolina in there because Cole Anthony is just that deal. Like he's that real. Yeah, and they yeah. have a couple of transfers that come that, that are coming in that are going to be good. Um, but other than that, man, it's it's really like more so just plateauing after that. Like Arizona's going to be pretty solid. UCLA is going to be solid. Oregon is going to be actually a really good team that people are going to sleep on in the Pac-12. They're okay. going to be pretty good too. So, um, but those those are the teams that jump in my mind. You, you know, I still enjoy. Well, you know, I always enjoy um, 
the you know that one player that comes into the NCAA and just catches everybody eye. So yep. I'm looking at Cole Anthony all year to see if he can develop and stay at the top of that class and come out. And he's the number one pick guy. until he's not. Yeah, right. you know, right. mm-hmm. straight up. I'm looking. Maybe not team wise, but I guess it would have to be team wise. Michigan State. I okay. want to see Cash. Is it Cassius? Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston. Winston, yeah. right? I'm looking for him to uh, come back and see what he has to offer in his senior season. Man, I was kind. I was semi impressed with him last year, but coming back, I want to see what he adds to his game and see if he can sure. uh, can take it somewhere. But hold on, I got one question for you guys. Shoot it. So I was watching First Take this morning, and Marcus Spears was on there, and they were asking who was the best college quarterback of all time. And they were saying this kid from Clemson now. Justin Lawrence? Mm, the Justin guy with Lawrence? the hair. Yeah, yeah Trevor they Lawrence? were saying Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. They were saying he has a chance to be. Mm, I, I mean, shot, it's, it's I let biased. That, I let, I let that uh, gracefully yeah. uh, slide out of bounds. but That's biased because it's also like, it's a personal choice on your favorite quarterback of all time. But like the best, the, yeah. the stats behind it is going to be like Cliff Kingsbury or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Somebody that nobody thinks about. Right. I mean, but we can keep it real though. Oh, I mean, Marino's in the conversation. Um, how like we okay. talking about modern yeah. era? Yeah, I was gonna say because okay. I didn't right. see Dan Marino in college, yeah. so I wouldn't even count him. Uh, I would I'll, say, go ahead. I'll never forget Cam Newton. It's Cam. He was no, it's Vince. There. It's Vince. Yeah, Vince Young. Cam, he was Vince up there. Um, I would say Cam Vince for sure. Uh, you can make a case for my boy from um, what the hell is his name? He just did. Eric, oh, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name right now. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> we can give him props. No. For LSU, what you got to throw? You got to throw Tebow in there. Nope, sure you gotta, don't. You got to throw. Sure don't. You got to throw Chris Leak in there. I sure don't. Quarterback. Sure don't. I mean, well, I know, you know why you're not does. doing. Sure it don't. He's an FSU guy. <laughs> so. I watched. Listen, that was my time at Florida State, and let me just tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. It's on site. It's on site for Tim Tebow. <laughs> I don't care. You better have God with him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on site. Um, damn, what this man's name is. It was a dude who he was so like he was. At a, I think Lamar Jackson was crazy. Lamar was. Jackson was an opportunity. Where like, was uh, he? Where did he play? Louisville. 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 Yeah. He was right, right. Nut. having crazy. seen that in, per, in person. I'm just like, okay. Now that is where my best quarterback of all time comes in, seeing it in person. Mm. Steve Air McNair. Oh, Alcorn State. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Steven wow. here is amazing. Oh, really? I would, look, Donovan McNabb saw him play at Syracuse. I would say he was uh, people I've seen live. Tebow is, but yeah, um, boy from so Vince. I would say Matt Leinart. Mm, okay, yeah, definitely USC. Matt that okay. offense was. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was just a machine. That's a yeah. machine, though. Was that Reggie Bush? Reggie that was Bush. Bush. Okay. Yeah, Wendell White. That was also Linda like, White. Lindale, we were yeah. asking the same question for Mike Williams. All of saying Reggie Bush changed yeah. the game. The, the, the quarterback thing for me is always kind of like, what's your system, right? Because there's quarterbacks True. that like I looked at like remember like Byron Leftwich and Marshall, yeah, oh, where yeah. he was the team. He was the team. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was the team. Like I think that's different for colleges. You have more situations where the one person is because like Dak looked amazing, but he was also at Mississippi State. You know what I mean? So it's like, are you the program or are you just plugging into something and just not messing up? Because I think there's a lot of great college quarterbacks. A lot of those air raid cap probably will be in that conversation because he was a system guy, but he also made plays happen. But like, I feel like college is the last place where you're, it's the quarterback and everybody else. Yeah. And they're going to wheel you to a win. Like Michael Vick? 
period. Oh, remember him? About this, remember him? Okay? <laughs> remember yeah. him? I remember it. Yes, hey, sir. man, Steve McNair, Joe, I got to tell y'all this story. Like, rest in one. peace. We travel, so I went to Southern University. Swag football is so underrated. Facts. Like that Grambling Southern. Alabama a and Alabama State. Oh, yeah. Brother. All day. Swag, they need to Ooh, move them I'm, out of D1AA. I'm actually talking to the guy from HBCU Game Day. Um, I'm interviewing him for office hours. But his whole thing, bro, like he has a place. The Swag, the MIAC, and he's got it legitimately, like the perfect setup. His brother, to the too. MIAC, Morgan State in the but house. Yeah, Morgan yeah. State. But like HBCU Game Day, uh, follow them on Instagram and Twitter if you haven't. I think that's like he's on it. Because okay. I'm with you. I'm like, this talent, man. Like, brother. Whew. The the tailgating is a, a whole different world. Thing. Yes, but we tried. We so we went McNair my freshman year. I think it may have been his senior year. So it was this big hype coming into the season about how he was going to kill everybody. It was going to be a top five pick in the draft next year. So uh-huh. we we ended up playing uh, Alcorn State in Lorman. So school had two buses. We all boarded the bus, traveled to Lorman. It was this long drive. You get to Alcorn State. You got to travel like three miles in the backwoods, just nothing but trees. And just it was ridiculous, man, just to get to the campus, get there, set up for the game. It's got this stadium. It's like underground. So it's like the campus is up. and The stadium is like down. So mm-hmm. you got people sitting on here. It was it was it was really cool. It was a great atmosphere. But, man, when I tell y'all that Steve McNair set every college record on us that game and the game went to OT they won they won on a touchdown cuz his brother was a wide receiver Tim McNair he okay. might he might have even got a little time in the league but mm-hmm. I think McNair passed for close to 500 yards he ran for like Damn. 230 and I'll never forget this play on his 30 for 30 check out the McNair 30 for 30 uh-huh. and this dude scramble 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 he was going to the opposite side of the field he threw a laser, 40-yard laser across his chest and, like, hit his brother, like, on his knee, like, right at the pylon. Classic McNair. Game over. And it was something out of a movie, man. I couldn't believe what I was watching, bro. And then he ended up winning the Walter Payton Award for the best D1 AA player. Right, yeah. And, you know, took it to Tennessee and – Became a Hall of Famer. So, well, so. Still mad they didn't win that Super Bowl. Yeah, For sure. Uh, what was that the, against the Rams? That was the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, yeah. Shown turf. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, heck of a Super Bowl. But, hey, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Episode 10, man. Sitting across from my brother, the big certified Cameron Smith. And he's been holding us down on our personal journey. We've been able to watch him and get inspiration from him on his journey. Just want to thank you for always being there for us, bro. Thank you for coming. Bro. For sure. Get, putting, you know, saving the time, time out for the day. Come in and chat with up for the brothers, man. Gino, get us out of here, man. Same with me, man. It's always a pleasure to see Cam. I love it when we can lace him up, get on that court, show and prove, and get the W. But like we always said, man, we we had that talk last summer. Yes, sir. Talked for about an hour outside the Nike headquarters, the church. And uh, it was interesting, man, to hear your thoughts. And uh, like me and T said, we're nothing without you, bro. Like, you inspire us to continue to keep this thing moving through the tough times. People don't realize they see you on TV, they see mm-hmm. you on these ball games, getting access, but they don't know the grind that right. it takes to, to do this thing. So, I always told you, man, you inspire us. So, keep on doing your thing. Stadium, Madison Square Garden, preps, CSN, CBS, all over the place. Appreciate man. That, keep that. on Thank doing that, man. bro. Man, y'all inspire me too. So, don't get it twisted, man. Hey, all inspiring on. each other, man. Oh, yes, no. sir. 
I love it. If not us, then who? Yeah. Facts. We Episode, all we got. <laughs> Episode 10, it's the bigs. Peace out. It's us. Scrapers in the city, Dayton's on the 57 Chevy Chrome suspension, four switches, LS engine, bitches came with the interior. Toe posture it up, fumes got a tearing up, 79 Malibu, mash down the avenue. If them niggas really wanna race, bring the back group. Came through in the space cool, everything new. Umbrellas in the dog galaxy in the roof, boss in the boat, sharks after the low beat. Cool motherfucker, ain't nobody ask you. Going where the money at, came back with all that. Blab him out, bitch, gave my niggas the truck. Map. We know where it's at, motherfucker. Forget it, black. For twice what you pay, homeboy. You could get it back. We could call a private plane like a taxi cab. Crib with extended driveway and a helipad, bitch.